The issue is that there's yoga at 6.30 on Wednesdays. I don't do the yoga at 6.30. I don't want to lose my gains, um, so I don't do right. yoga. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends, sometimes lovers, about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. Uh, you can send emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. You can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod Center, Stitcher, um, all, all, all over the place. And recently, back up and running, we have Wheel Route Podcast on Instagram. The DM, the DMs are open. That is at Wheel Route Podcast, all one word, on Instagram. Uh, shoot us a DM if you got some questions or, or some takes, you know, or, or you can send us an email. Either one works out. My name's. You want us to? Do. Yes, we will. We will gladly do that if you have, you know, uh, dubious fitness devices you'd like us to use, you know, or, or pretend that we use. I'm into that too. Could could be good. Uh, my name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logan the Don, and I am coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where. Uh, I guess we've maybe ridden out some of the bad part of the storm. We're expecting some wins tonight, but all in all, um, a good outcome for Southeast Florida. Prayers up for Southwest Florida. Things look um, pretty ragged over there, but uh, I'm happy to be here. We, we even had some brief moments of sunshine today, which was interesting. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Schenk. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where Cozy Boy season is fully upon us. Uh, I think we're in the mid, you know, I, I don't want to boast too much about the weather because you and your compatriots are going through it, but. Uh, you know, please lay it on. It, it was nice today. It was quite <laughs> nice and crisp. Excellent. Um, I'm on twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Would like to wish a happy belated birthday to Lil Wayne. Uh, he turned 40 this week. And I saw that I saw on Twitter that Skip Bayless was at his birthday party. That's always been an interesting friendship to observe from the outside. So it was a, a, Weezy. A, yeah, happy birthday. First of all, happy birthday, Weezy. But th- there was a significant amount of I love you, bro, and a lot of just just a couple just guys being dudes talk between the two of them. Um, I remain very interested in the Skip Bayless uh, getting himself photographed pose that he's always then when he gets put, photographed like the arm he he's got big time awkward arm i don't know i don't know what he's it's kind of like there. the arthur meme like the clenched fists at the <laughs> yes sides. yes he's um he's in good shape though shout out to skip he's a, he's not a, he's no spring chicken he's not he's not quite Pete carroll 71 year old Pete carroll that's incredible yeah geez true i can't say i uh have ever seen this picture that you're talking about of Skip Bayless posing? And I'm fine with that. Oh, so. there are many of them. We'll find some for you. He likes to post pictures in his J's and can't lose well, he's in these like shoes. On an things. You guys yeah. like follow standing him in on Instagram? No, he he makes his way into my Twitter feed. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm not here. I'm not proud of it. But it's just like that that crazy psychopath guy I was sending you guys a few weeks ago that kept posting like his Clay Travis. Um, 
well, similar, <laughs> similar, similar vibes, but um, yeah, it's like I didn't follow the the man, but I guess I interacted enough. Sounds with like someone you could use some cultivation. Well, that's why we've reinvigorated the Wheel Route podcast feed, Jason. That's right. That's right. Jay, Don't speaking of Jason, me before I introduce myself, oh, that's my bad. I spoil her alert. Uh, I only talked for like a minute and a half before doing so. My name is Jason Crick. Hello. Um, I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where yeah, we. I mean, we woke up. There was it was. I don't know. I don't think there was frost on the cars, but we flirted with it. It was chilly. There was there was definite condensation. It was it was strange. I got to reacquaint. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, I tweet things, uh, almost never involving pictures of me, at Jason Crick on Twitter. Um, I'll be changing that soon. It's possible. Who's to, who's to say? But uh, but yeah, excited to be with you guys again. Lovely. Excellent. Um, are we drinking anything of note tonight? Does anybody need to cop to anything? Jason? No, it's just a boring Jordan. grapefruit polar. Sorry to disappoint the listeners. But. <laughs> what, what am I getting accused of? I, I have a Shiner Bach. It's delicious. That's awesome. Guys, I'm back on the beers as, as I Welcome back, Logan. Um, we love to hear it. This is the Simple Times Pilsner. I believe this Ooh. is the house brand from uh, Trader Joe's. Yeah. I spent some time enjoying the simpler times in college. Oh, that's actually nice. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow, man. It's good to be back on the beers. Uh, I was, you know, I, I found a few strays in the... Uh, in in the back corner of the fridge so we're gonna we're gonna work through the pile and see what we come across but i i um, will say logan i remain impressed every time i visit you and emily how packed <laughs> you keep that fridge like corner i i mean i i live solo dolo right now so the fridge right. has some space in it um mm-hmm. but shout out to oh you you're talking just in like, general like overall yeah like you really load that thing down and i respect it right we got we got meats and cheeses to keep cold you know yeah i get it it's a lot of sauces style, too. Emily gets on me about the sauces. We try to move through them, but you know these these are these are things that that we're all working on. Um, awesome, very cool. Well, uh, you know, another another podcast. You guys got any other uh, uh, hurricane questions here? I mean, it was a pretty. It was it was just it was just a breezy day. There were some uh, tornadoes last night. Last night was a little touch and go. The the tornado uh, warning phone alarm is is quite the jolt, right? As you're, you know, tucking into bed. So, <laughs> we yep. luckily we were spared. I think there was one a little bit north of the house, actually close to the airport. Uh, but uh, I think we're all good. So hopefully we will continue to be all good moving forward. Yeah, we, that reminds me, we got a uh, tornado. I got a tornado warning on my phone. Anyhow. Uh, back in July, I think it was like middle of the night and yeah. I was playing the golf the next day. Um, so it woke me up at like two 30 in the morning and I thought I was hallucinating. I thought I had like <laughs> dreamt it or something. Like yeah. I just, you know, clicked clear and then people were talking about it at the golf course. And I was like, Oh man, that really happened. Huh? Like this is, <laughs> I, I lived through that. That's pretty wild. But, uh. I feel like typically yeah. it's just like a silver alert or something, and I'm like, oh, come on, silver alert, you know. But yeah, and we get a lot of those down here more than we I get tornadoes. More than we get tornadoes. We almost had to issue one for my dad one time. He went rogue in the Publix in the pickle aisle, and then 
we, we <laughs> I caught him out of the corner of my eye just leaving the Publix as I was like I wonder wonder where he's going but we found him we we, we wrangled him so so shout out you said to the first tee a problem <laughs> if only so yeah. anyhow all right, guys, um, I, I've, I've been workshopping a new segment for the podcast. I, I debuted it a little bit last week, I believe. Um, and, uh, and and I just want to provide an open forum for us to maybe revisit some takes. Maybe if we've thought about anything we said on the podcast last week that we'd like to bring back up. You know, this is an opportunity to hammer a take home. Uh, this is an opportunity to maybe sharpen a take, refine one. Um, maybe we came a little strong. You know, I tend I, I tend to do that at times uh, when, it, when it comes to take a tude. Um, so yeah, I just, you, you know, to admit, Logan. I, I, thank you. I think you said that last week when I, when I was, when I was, well, I want to keep reinforcing good behavior. <laughs> thank, so. you, thank you. <laughs> so, anyhow, I'm teaching so, you how to parent. Is right. Right. Appreciate it. Um, I, I may have uh, a couple ideas, you know, this doesn't have to be an every week thing. If, you know, if you're batting a thousand on the pod, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Jordan, you got anything, you got anything you want to circle back on? Are we feeling any different about UVA at the moment? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the, like I've, I've generally paid less attention, uh, as the weeks have gone on, which I think is healthier. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so shout out to me, uh, not to brag, but good for me. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm trying a new thing where I just open or, or I approach each game with kind of an open heart and, and not allow myself to be jaded by Tuesday press conferences or Thursday practice <laughs> reports or things like that. Okay. We're on to basketball season. Right. It's a I'm veteran doing. move. Yeah, I've got my, I've got my eye on the Continental Tire main event in Las Vegas, November 18th <laughs> and 20th. Excellent. Jason, did you have any takes that you wanted to circle back on? I don't know. I rarely remember uh, anything I say. It's more than like five minutes after I say it. So right. Well, I'm, maybe that's that's a good thing to admit in this space too. Yeah, probably. I'm you I'm know, sure I've had be... some terrible takes. I don't uh, I don't know what right. they are. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm I'm usually happy to cop to them in general bouts of insanity, or I'll dig my heels right. in further. I'm happy to do either of those things. Well, I have a question for you, maybe about one of your takes from last. Great week. start. Continue. I think I think that we, as a whole, and I, I this is going to be part of mine. I think we've been a little too complimentary of App State. Um, I, I I good story. Um, this team could very easily be 0-4. You mean this um, year? This year, yes. And I'm curious, Jason, if do you do you foresee App State being a rival to JMU? Is that the is that the ideal goal? When like what's the timeline on you starting to be more of a hater on App State? I guess <laughs> maybe what I'm asking <laughs> from a JMU fan perspective. I know, I mean, you know, I know professionally, you probably have to say from nice a professional things, standpoint. Uh, give me, give me a JMU. <laughs> Give me the JMU fan. Uh, I think because I think I get it, but I also think yeah. that so I mean this I is think a, that's quite, a, the, quite the turn. That's a that's a that that conversation spirals real fast because um, I think sure. uh, I, I do think I mean this yeah this App State team could could is what maybe two plays away from being zero and four or four and zero. So I don't know that we know how good they are this year yet, but um, yeah, I think. I think the right. the JMU Upstate situation, first of all, has roots, you know, 15 years ago at this point, um, that 07 and 08 games. And I think App State left 1AA at the perfect time so that, like, we didn't quite hate each other, but we, like, mm-hmm. were rivals. And then yeah. had a decade and a half of, like, cooling and respecting and that sort of thing. Um, sure. 
But I, I think Cooling this weekend like went that. a long way towards building the rivalry. I don't think sure. App State loved that we came all the way back. Um, JMU has a, yeah, I agree. I would hope so. has a notoriously uh, fiery social media presence, um, the fans and that sort of thing. Um, right. JMU Twitter. They, sports uh, information directors, things of that nature. That's preposterous. And um, they they came out uh, unloading both guns uh, for the last few days and spurred on by some, like, there were a couple App State podcasts that, that said, like, uh, you know, JMU didn't really do anything to win this game. App State gave it away, and that just tossed some kerosene on the fire. So I, I think – Okay. I think the, Wait, the So we might be – the barge might be might be turning a little. The, bit. the timeline has been accelerated in terms of like okay. uh, uh, that sort of thing, but it also it, I think it, it you know it the the good vibes came from the fact that that you know I don't think the Sun Belt was really the conference it wanted to be like two years ago. Um, they were kind of all over the place and that sort of thing, and then uh, maybe maybe more than maybe like five years ago. It's probably unfair to say two years ago, um, and then JMU was coming from probably the worst possible conference situation. So I think for both sides of this conference marriage, it was a little bit like, uh, like getting to the end of the sewer pipe in Shawshank. They just like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is wonderful. And so the spoiler vibes are really good. And, and Jeez. spoiler alert of all spoiler alerts. My yeah, God. Yeah. Sorry. I apologies to those who haven't seen new release. Shawshank it. Redemption. I've never seen it. I'm under the impression, Jordan, that you haven't actually seen any movies. So um, Jordan's fine. almost worse than me. I think Jordan I'm, might be worse than me. No, I'm, I'm worse be. than you. Look, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that would like the vibes are always really easy to hold up when you have seven yeah. months to get to know each other without any games. And so we played our first game, and I, I think I, I think JMU, like JMU, ODU, and App State, Georgia Southern are the like the OG rivalries. But I think JMU, App State is going yeah. to be a very significant football rivalry. If for no other reason, then the schools are just so similar. And they're like, they they do things. I don't say they do that. The athletic departments run differently. But like the fans are similar, like big, like long histories of football success. Um, yeah, expectations, you know, mountain, fans. The, little mountain you know. college towns. Like it's it's just very similar. And I think it it's the right mix of of respect and and distaste and i think that the slider moved quicker to distaste this past weekend than than it had the last few months and so okay i think it's on its way but okay i, I do I, think i think I'm happy like to that state could easily be zero and four but i think they could also easily be four and zero. so yeah I mean, I don't know that we know for sure how good app state is this year because i, I think that's kind of where i was coming at it from the football lived, standpoint like they've they, lived so I, yeah. chaotically for a month yes straight. yes and they've well, I think lived the fact that they've been in all four of those games with a chance to win indicates they're a good team. Yeah, I do. I do think their their floor is pretty high. I think they're they're like pretty good at minimum. I don't know that like I don't. They're maybe not yeah. a generational Sun Belt team, but right? Exactly. They're a good and, football team. Yeah, yeah. I think they're. I think they're probably a top fifty team. Right. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I, I would. I would yeah. agree with that. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to check in on on some yeah. of that. Um, I'm not prepared to uh, walk back too many takes uh, about the Gators uh, last week. A little disappointed with with some of the names I called out on on defense. I did see uh, mercifully um, the Mister Mister Strong safety that's been having a tough year uh, has a mysterious lower body injury this week and will not be playing. So we have 
Uh, oh, did they release it like the the hockey injury report where they just say lower yes. half or trunk? Yeah. There's probably five or six um, people on Florida staff that um, control. It's probably, they're, they're probably like the team for injury report messaging. And uh, yeah. Czar of swaggy injury report. It takes, it takes six people to say lower body out, lower body. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, anyhow. All right. Well, thank you guys for indulging me there. Look forward to, um, you know, continuing to make sure that we ensure things are properly rated uh, upon upon further review. Yeah, so. well, no, and this is good. I will now be more mindful to to maybe make a note of some of more, my more right. uh, extravagant on either end of the spectrum. Of course. Takes. Hey, I and not, listen, don't I will let not this, be any more mindful. I don't continue. let, yeah, well, that's really the key is maybe, you know, be mindful of remembering. Don't be mindful of. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to like restrictor put a restrictor plate, plate on get, what I get say. Get takes <laughs> off and then recall that you've got these takes off. Excellent. All right. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, let's just jump right to some some football games for this weekend. Um, obviously, we're going to have some rain-affected games in the Southeast. Jordan, I hope you got some of your bets in early. Uh, maybe not locked in a couple weird unders or something like that. Uh, could be, could just, you know, could, could be some hidden value there if, if we're being, like, as terrible as possible uh, humans about, <laughs> wildly uh, you know, cynical, uh, about a, a terrible hurricane. Yeah. Um, we'll go... Bounce around real quick on games we are not picking this week. Michigan is at Iowa. This is the this is the Iowa game. You know, I, I think it's it might be it's a nooner. So it's either you know the three thirty game obviously is out at Iowa, but if it's night or noon, weird stuff can happen. Iowa's defense is excellent. Uh, Michigan has not been really, I don't think, tested by a single team this year of note, in my opinion. They pretty their their non conference was pretty stark. Um, yeah, it's a little, a little. Uh, when Maryland light, is by far the, the best team you play, that's not great. And Maryland was in the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Maryland, Maryland moves the ball and scores points. So, yep. not that that is a a good uh, um, harbinger for uh, Iowa's offense, but you know, this this we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyhow, just wanted to flag that one. Little B one G action uh, to get your weekend started off on Saturday. Oklahoma is at TCU. I don't know. Oklahoma probably can't be absorbing a whole lot of losses. I feel like every team in the Big 12 is going to have two losses at least by the end of the year, but we'll see how it goes. Unless Kansas just keeps it rolling. Uh, Oregon State is at Utah. I think Oregon State was impressive last week against USC. Uh, Revisited that game a little bit. They did cover, I believe. There was a a lot of action on them too, and I – that usually yeah, becomes so one of those. Yeah, so I'd like to weigh in on that. A that becomes bit. one of those weird, like either someone knows something or it's too public and then you need to stay away. But I think they covered. So they did cover. Um, the The issue was, or the the headline that came out was like, oh, they they're responsible for three times a handle three times larger than every NFL game or whatever, and that's really strange that people hmm. will be hammering Oregon State. Um, yeah. It's pretty much because the traders at Caesars put out a bad line. They messed up. Oh, okay. And gotcha. <laughs> so they they put out, I think, uh, Oregon State was getting like 14 or 13 and a half, something in the range of two mm-hmm. touchdowns, and everybody just jumped on it and bet it all sure. the way down. Um, and then once it got corrected, kind of stuff uh, evened out a little bit. But gotcha. that's – you know, you got to look under the surface a little bit. For no, absolutely. Stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess 
when I saw that and then I saw the number creeping down, typically to me, I mean, you know, back when I could fire some live bullets, that would be a, that would be maybe a, a cause for pause, at least, you know, there's, there's something driving that there. And then I don't know that I have the personal belief in Oregon State, the football program, to just really think that they're absolutely going to cover. I've seen USC score a lot of points. Um, yeah. I think we, we continue to press forward with some questions about USC's defense, but yeah. that's okay. And so, like, to dive deeper into the gambling angle, what a lot of the Sharps would do is they saw Oregon State getting 14 and a half at Caesars and all the other books had them at, like, six or five. Oh, okay. Then they would bet Oregon State at Caesars, and then they'd bet USC – somewhere else and hope for a middle that both of them won. Cause you're getting seven, eight, nine points of opportunity that both sure. of those bets win. So. Well, did USC won by what? Six, eight, something like that. So yeah, the middle, I think it was a seven, seven or eight point game. Bit. So um, anyhow. All right. Well, oh, oh yeah. Oregon state, Utah. I, I don't know. I think it should be a good game. It's at Utah elevation boys, Jordan. I know you'll be, Locked into this one, um, Utah. Well, not have... not really because it's on the Pac-12 network, and oh, uh, that's true. Nobody that is, will be locked into it. That is similar to the Longhorn network in terms of reach. It would seem. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Texas Tech is at Kansas State. Um, this is and again. This is two more Big Twelve teams that could could be good and maybe could be fine and maybe could be bad, and we'll just see kind of how it rinses out. Kansas State's fun. A um, little bit potential for some uh, emotional letdown for both teams in this game. So uh, kind of curious to see up. Kansas State caught an L to Tulane uh, two weeks ago and uh, responded by beating Oklahoma again. But, um, yeah, both these teams should be rightfully uh, so feeling themselves after Red River rivalry wins the week before. Yeah, well, and to have to do it at noon is also interesting. Oof. Yeah, so that's was that is that 11 in Kansas? Are they only an hour behind? I think so. Yep. Chris. That's crazy. Kansas seems like it's very far west, but there's like parts of Florida that are in the central time zone, which is crazy. The so. the central time zone is pretty massive. Mountain doesn't yeah. start for a while. Yeah. It's bizarre to me. Uh, Texas A&M is at Mississippi State. Jordan, do you, do you have quick access to a line? You can find one. I'm curious about this game. Texas A&M again continues to get a get away with some stuff um, i have i have texas a&m plus four hmm. plus, plus four? four plus four wow yeah wow. well that's Not even a lot of confidence in the aggies i would have i mean I, mississippi state's defense is pretty good texas a&m is down i believe anaya smith is out for the rest of the season he's their right. speedy f- flanker type um, one of the few bright spots that they've had on offense this year. Uh, and, you know, it could be tough sledding for Texas A&M. But Mississippi State, I mean, I don't, I don't again, not, not sure what to think about them. Defense is fine. Uh, Will Rogers throws it all over the yard. Um, but could be embarrassing one way or the other. TBD. I'm, I'm just interested in, in this, this reeks of Texas A&M bit of a letdown spot traveling to Starkville just can't be, you can't really be rolling in there like that ready to go. So that's all. I agree. That's all. Uh, Jason, who, who the Dukes, who are the Dukes contacting this weekend? Dukes, uh, 
Dukes welcome Texas State to Harrisonburg. Ah, the Everett Withers Bowl. Yeah, that's don't worry. We've heard plenty. Long may he rain. <laughs> Lock the damn gates. Um, <laughs> that was not him. I know. I don't just, credit him with that. That's right. Uh, how are, how are we how are we feeling about that? Is Texas State any good, Jason? Uh, we're not sure. Fan hat? Oh, we're not sure. Um, Texas State's beaten two teams they're supposed to beat and lost the two teams they're supposed to lose to. So, um, I think they pass the ball pretty well, um, but don't run it quite as well, which means the rain might be in our favor there. Um, supposed to be soggy up there, making its way yeah, up there by Saturday. Gonna, I think we're going to start start getting Hopefully some it holds off. bands like Friday night. Right. Um, so. But we'll we'll see. the The Duke's run defense is uh, stellar, so hopefully that plays into our hands. But we'll see. Trying to avoid the trap, trying to right. avoid the letdown. Jason, so you don't sully your professional res- reputation. Thank you. I went and looked for a line on this. I appreciate that. Uh, it's in the neighborhood of twenty two to twenty two and a half. So go Dukes. Hmm. Pound it. Go Dukes. Um, all right. And I guess just the other thing to note, there's, there's been some hurricane reschedulings. Um, if you guys are really interested in watching Florida play Eastern Washington, you can catch that on Sunday at noon on ESPN plus. Um, I think there's been some other games moved. SMU, SMU. UCF got moved. Yeah. Um, Maybe Florida state has not moved. I don't think. No, they have not. That actually, we we will talk about that Indeed. game, but Dave Clawson is is on a is on an interesting press press tour related to that game. Kind of curious. He's he's talking a little spicy, which is kind of <laughs> just seems interesting. He doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like the spicy type, but you know, handsome Sam and the boys are coming to town. I guess so. <laughs> we'll we'll see. For whatever reason these hurricane schedule issues turn into like weird personal vendettas at times. Um, LSU still has like a big problem with Florida from Florida, I believe rescheduling a hurricane Matthew game right? Yeah. like in 2016 that actually just turned into a home game for LSU that Florida won, by the way. Um, and, and for whatever reason, like they, you know, all they did was just shift the schedule. So Florida played two straight home games in the season, in the, in the series and LSU played two straight. And then they just went back to normal. Like to me, that sounds like an entirely reasonable thing for two schools that very realistically could get hit by hurricanes at any time to do. You are wildly but, overestimating the reasonableness of SEC athletics departments. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they made a reasonable conclusion. So I'm curious as to why there's certain folks that like think that Florida was like, Wrong, really in the wrong there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so, despite I mean, the reason I don't think it's enough. more reasonable expectations of humans yeah. than they do. But I was saying, like, I don't know that the athletic department necessarily, I'm not getting this messaging necessarily from the athletics department, but it seems like some fans just really rankled like about that. So, anyhow, um, kind of ugly. Uh, you know, um, you would think that maybe some. Uh, some perspective, some would be perspective, helpful. some hashtag perspective. Yes, thank you. Would be would be a good thing there. So, anyhow, all right. That's that's all before we pick. Um, let's jump into some picks. Well, before we pick, I do want to make one note. Uh, Purdue is at Please. Minnesota. 
at noon. Minnesota's mm. been getting a little buzz of like, ooh, yes, could they, they have run the table. They beat um, they beat the brakes off Michigan State last week. They did. So that one could be a fun nooner to tune into if okay. you're not interested in the Michigan Iowa experience. Um, and then who, Iowa State who, is at undefeated Kansas at three thirty. I am curious be... to see how how Kansas keeps the ball rolling against maybe like in theory a better team than Duke that they beat, but right. Duke Duke kept in touch the whole time. So sure, yeah, no, that that will be interesting. Matt Campbell's been a little uh, cantankerous this year so far. Um, he he really he gets it going on the sidelines sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't really seem like the guy that would, and then. He gets very upset, so uh, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on that situation. This would be very anticlimactic if Kansas just like quietly lost this game and never quite made it into the rankings. Like twenty-one and, to ten, and then just yeah. like ends up like four and seven on the year, and it's just like, oh well, they did better. Remember when they were good at the beginning of the year? Twice. I, I, I want. I want to double as good. Yes, I want. I want more for Kansas. Is what I'm trying to say, though. Agreed. So I, I I don't want a. Uh, anticlimactic, you know, peter out. Like, I don't really have anything invested in Iowa State either. They can go to intent for all I care, right? You know, like, they that does nothing for me. So, um, anyhow. All right. All right. Let's pick them. We've got five yeah. games. We've got spreads. We're going to have picks. Y'all know the drill. We're going to start with a nooner in the Southeastern Conference. The Kentucky Wildcats. The top 10 Kentucky Wildcats. Somebody's got to be in the top 10, and it's yeah. Kentucky's turn right now. They are traveling. Someone from the Miss. SEC has to be, uh, evidently. From, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, Kentucky at Ole Miss. The Rebs are home favorites by six and a half. Jason, correct. Please do the honors. Uh, this is super easy for me. I'm taking Kentucky. I am not quite sure why Ole Miss is – giving a touchdown here. That's crazy to me. Um, I don't think they've like, they haven't really played anybody. They haven't like Kentucky's win over Florida is the best win between these two teams by so far that it's not even a comparison. Right. Um, and I know Kentucky Do doesn't we know how good of a win that is though. It, I'm not, it's not like a top 15 win, but it's way better than like Ole Miss has played Troy Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. Well, Troy oh. almost beat App State, who beat Texas A&M. So. <laughs> I know that uh, common opponents are your favorite thing in the entire world. Second world. best. Listen, Sun I paid Belt attention team. to math class in school. I know about That's the right. transitive property. That's right. Um, no, I, I don't know why Ole Miss is just assumed to be great. Um, I don't think their pass defense is stellar. And Kentucky passes the ball really well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Kentucky. All right. I admittedly have not watched a lick of Ole Miss this year. Um, I see Lane has been getting a little snippy in in the press <laughs> conference about fans wow. and attendance, apparently. Um, don't know what that means. I did see is, – is it this week the real tree – Wave uniform is being unveiled. Yes. So we've, we've got almost will be wearing the, the real tree. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's worth at least three points, Jason. So there's <laughs> there's some of your 
uh, awe and wonder explained. Mm -hmm. sure. um, I think SP Plus likes Ole Miss here for some reason, so I'm going to follow follow King Bill C and uh, take Ole Miss and home favorites. So get them, Lane. Jason, do you know who uh, Ole Miss's quarterback is? Hmm? Do you know who's playing quarterback for Ole Miss these days? Um, yeah, because not John David Booty. Dart, Dart, right? Yeah, it's Jackson yeah. Dart. Sweet, yeah. our one of our one of our other sweet uh, USC transfers. Yeah. Our USC uh, Padawans. He got kicked to the curb when uh, young, Caleb Williams. Dart boy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, this line is kind of seems a little fishy to me. I'm gonna just. Along the veins of, are we sure that beating Florida is a great win this year? I, I wasn't particularly impressed with Kentucky in that game, seeing what some other teams have done to Florida's defense this year. Um, Will Levis remains a bit of an enigma to me as to why he gets so much like draft love. I mean, I understand that he's tall and he's white, and and he's quirky, um, and his offensive coordinators are, are both from the McVeigh trees, right? So, I mean, I guess those are those are the three things you need to be able to do this, but. He throws interceptions. Um, he's run for 1,185 yards this year. He's thrown four picks. Um, I mean, Dart appears to have maybe be sharing time with someone. Uh, I believe that's one Cody Altmeyer at uh, Ole Miss. But Ole Miss's defense has improved as well. Uh, I think I'm going to take Kentucky to cover here. I, I like Ole Miss in this game, though. Kentucky is expert at muddling up games. Um, because their defense is is really good, but I don't think that I would uh, I don't think that I would want to watch much of this. But both two pretty good defenses going at it in this game, and um, some I have some questions about Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's offense. But again, I think I think that the style of football Stoops has them playing right now uh, is conducive to them covering or yeah covering in this game for sure. So I like, I like Kentucky, but um, I don't think, I don't think they'll win. All right. Um, this is a, this is a college football podcast. And as such, it's only right that I interrupt this podcast to say that Aaron judge just hit his 61st home run. Oh, thank God. We can stop getting the cutaways in, in the middle of my games. No one, no one has ever asked for that. Like Clemson wake forest fans, all dedicated New York Yankees fans. Was it uh, was it to the short right porch? I have not gathered that. the The Twitter timeline started scrolling real fast. I have. You'll not notice ESPN didn't cut away from Monday Night Football to show us that. Yeah, they said they would go to highlights if he did it, but they weren't going to cut in for live at bat views. That's very reasonable. Who'd have thunk? For Anyhow. not even the record. Yes. Right. Well, it's a Yankees record, so it's. Baseball record. So it's at American least Roger record. Maris Jr. doesn't have to keep coming to the games now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that tweet where they somebody <laughs> somebody screenshotted his face and said, "When you've had to subsist on hot dogs for dinner for seven straight days, that's just got to be the worst." To like have have the Yankees call up, be like, "All right, we need all you right, here. Junior, we need you out here for an undetermined amount of time. Um, you'll you'll get plenty of snack vouchers though." We can keep the we can keep the hot cheese on the nachos for you. Speaking of hot cheese, three thirty p.m. We've got another SEC game. This one is Alabama at Arkansas. 
the Crimson Tide are road favorites by 17 and a half puntos. I am going to go ahead and take Alabama. I know Arkansas has looked improved this year, but as I mentioned last week, and then picked in the face of the wind of this, Arkansas has a bad, bad pass defense. Um, I think that might be a cure for what is ailing some of Alabama's offense. Um, even Texas A&M was able to, to get ball. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, we're going to take a deep shot or we're going to do something really exotic. They just got the ball to playmakers and let them run amongst the space. Um, I also think Arkansas losing in the fashion they lost in last week is going to be tough to rebound from. Uh, it does favor them a little bit that they're at home, but I will take the death machine coached by Nick Saban. Yeah, I don't really think I have too much to add. I'll go Alabama this one as well. Seems like they are rounding into form and uh, onboarding some more playmakers outside and uh, their defense. Uh, I, it, Arkansas is a bit of a one-trick pony um, on offense. They they run the abuse the quarterback at all costs offense, and after a couple drives of that, um, I think you can kind of catch on to what they're doing, i.e. the Texas A&M game the last two years. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, if Arkansas is able to get up to a lead, um, it'll be interesting because it'll be kind of the same thing as last week. Like, Can they innovate enough with the lead? In order to continue to move the ball, because it seems like they kind of run out of uh, they run out of a little bit of um, zest and after uh, after they, a certain it's like they just place, right? The same place. Well, and you know, it it also sucks when your quarterback is like, trying to like dive into the end zone from the seven yard line and things like that. It's, it's a big yeah, it's a big it leap. It's a bold play. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to make this consensus. I Sweet. I love that half point. I I like Arkansas at home. I am genuinely terrified of that pass defense, um, but uh, I think they, uh, I think they re, I think they actually rebound from last week and and having a tough loss. Um, the only time Alabama's had to go on the road, they struggled with what doesn't seem to be world beaters of a Texas team. Um, tough, difficult as it is for you to say. As a as a lifelong Texas fan, uh, an Austin resident, that pains me. You know this, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I think Arkansas's got enough oomph to hang around. I would never I would never take the uh, the outright win here, but um, seventeen and a half is a is a very big line for a team that I I mean I think Arkansas is genuinely a top twenty team in the country. That seems very like a very big line. So, well, the money line is sitting at plus five eighty. If you were wanting to feel super frisky, which I don't, you've I, already said you don't. I don't actually, don't I don't know to. what that means, Jordan. Yeah. I have no idea what those terms refer to. All right, moving on. Also in the 330 slot, we've got a Big 12 banger of sorts. Maybe not <laughs> the, the traditional sense. Um, Oklahoma State heads to Texas to take on the Baylor Bears. Baylor is favored at home by two, and Logan gets to lead it off. Oof. Uh, I think I'm going to go Oak State here. Um, they they seem to be capable of doing more things on offense than Baylor is. Uh, Baylor 
I guess, went on the road and, and took care of a depleted BYU team that I, I don't know that we think is maybe as good as we were hyping them to be a week and a half ago. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. BYU I, won that game. Oh, BYU won that game. Yeah. Yep. Why did I? No idea. Think that Why they did didn't. you, Logan? I thought that they didn't because both their receivers didn't play in the game. No, they beat them without both their receivers. Ah, ah, but Baylor missed a bunch of field goals. That's right. Baylor missed like three it was like a double overtime. Time. You're right. You're right. That's my bad. I, you Way know past what? I the curfew of the effectively teams. they won. You know, yeah. in in based on my my proprietary rankings, they won. I count that as your win. your models showed it as a my Baylor my win. models have it as as a one uh, as a win. No, okay, sorry. I apologize. Um, I, I'm not convinced with what Baylor does on offense, and I'm not really that convinced of with their quarterback. I think he's better than Bill Hannon last year, but I think they are a little bit more limited at receiver. Um, I, I like the experience of quarterback for Oklahoma state and just their sort of general holdover on defense. So I'll go Oklahoma state here. That's a pretty skinny line. Um, let's, let's ride, shoot them up, bang, bang, things of that nature. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma state too. Um, I don't think they've looked stellar this year and are relatively untested. They've played some pretty crappy opponents, but they're also coming off a bye week. Uh, Baylor had a road trip last week, heading to Ames, um, and and kind of had to grit out one last week. Uh, I like Oklahoma State's pass uh, passing attack against Baylor, and I agree that I don't know that Baylor's proved that they can like go to toe to toe in a shootout, and I think Oklahoma State is built for that. So, give me the Cowboys. All right, I'm also going to take Oklahoma State. We're going to make this three-way lock it, glory. lock it up, lock it in. Stone Trade cold lead pipe. Um, <laughs> I like Spencer Sanders and his experience. He's he's got a lovely ten to one TD to interception ratio this year. Taking care of the ball has not always year. been his strength. Um, <laughs> so it's good to see that he seems to be. Um, growing in that area. Uh, Jason, you mentioned some past Baylor games. Uh, Texas State, a common opponent of the Dukes, they they only won by 35. So, uh, JMU has a chance to measure themselves Indeed. against an elite program like the Baylor Bears. Indeed. Uh, so, JMU fans, just keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, I'll take Oklahoma State. They're also in the top 10 for those uh, maybe curious about who's who else's turn it is to to visit that stratosphere. But uh, yeah, go Bokes. Oh, and the final three thirty game we're gonna pick belongs to the Conference of Champions. That's right, it's the Atlantic Coastal Conference <coughs> and the Atlantic Division. Uh, we've got two Atlantic Division bangers coming up. The first of which. Wake Forest at Florida State. The Seminoles are favored by a clean seven points. Jason, please do the honors. Man, I hate that I have to pick this line first because I don't know anything about Florida State um, except that they're 4-0 and fascinating. Big time uh, wins. Big time wins on that schedule. I'm talking LSU in week one. I'm talking Boston College last week. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um I also don't know if Wake is is actually good, uh, but they're what was that line? Seven, seven. Florida seven. State by seven. 
Man, that is that is a lot of faith for me to have in Florida State. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm there yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take handsome Sam. I'm just this is a mostly emotional pick because I honestly don't know nearly enough about Florida State to have a like. Here's why I'm picking him. So, but give me Wake for funsies. Yeah, that's all this is. I forgot my disclaimer at the beginning of the segment. These are for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. This is, this our, is just our, for gloating. This is just for gloating and making fun of Logan in, in three to four months. Right. Really, Our council will appreciate that. Um, all right, so Jason, you went wake. I did. I'm also going to go wake. I, I have been impressed with Florida State's defense to this point at times. Um, but I also feel like they are susceptible to give up some opportunities when not facing a bland, boring, conventional offense. Um, Louisville gave them some problems and maybe maybe self-sabotaged a bit in that game. Um, I think Wake is a maybe. more competent version of a creative offense that Louisville maybe wants to put out there at times. So I'll take Wake to cover. I don't know that they necessarily win, but I think it's certainly plausible. So I'll take I'll take Handsome Sam as well. Yeah, I, I find this line a little bit curious. It seems um, big to me, uh, seven points. So I'm going to go Wake here, kind of in line with your thinking, Jordan, probably on the uh, maybe won't win, but I mean, I don't particularly – I haven't been that impressed with Florida State. Uh, it would appear that they are playing better, um, playing a little bit more into the Norvell system. And, you know, they're, they're kind of a high volatility team when you see them play. They have a really good wide receiver. Johnny Wilson is, yes. is good. Um, I know Wake has had some injuries in the, that I think reared their head last week. Um, but you're, you can't tell me that that Florida State's defense is better than Clemson's and Wake Forest did not have problems scoring last week. I don't think they will have too many problems scoring this week. Um, I think this has the makings of a track meet. We'll see what the conditions, the conditions are like in Tallahassee. I don't think Tallahassee is supposed to get really any effect from the storm. So um, that should be uh, probably fine. Um, and then we got spicy Dave Clawson on the ones and twos, which is, which is exciting. He said, did you see any of this across I the didn't. Twitters? Nope. So he was like, giving a press conference and he's like, Oh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how many people they're going to have in the stands. Like, uh, could be gracious. I mean, he's like, it could be like Vanderbilt. That's what we're preparing for. Like he said all of these things and it was, it was really interesting. So of course, you know, Florida state fans, supremely rational actors that they are, um, took, about the took, took well, uh, to this, but yeah. So, I mean, there might be a little extra zest there for Florida state. Um, definitely, I will start to for real come around on Florida state. If they can control this game, I just, I, again, Florida state has been kind of an enigma to me. They don't, they, they appear to Richard Johnson just be doing like on offense and it, it kind of works out and shout out to them for making it work out, but it doesn't appear to be like a crisp execution. Um, and maybe they have the right quarterback to do that. Jordan Travis has been playing really well this year. Yeah. Um, and is, is a, is a fabulous athlete. I just don't know if he's, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know his health status either. I guess he played last week and they took care of business against Boston college, who is not good. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they seem like they absorbed some injuries in that Louisville game and 
are no worse for the wares, which is uh, interesting as well. But I like Wake. I, I just think they should score a, a ton of points in this game. Both of these teams are three and one against the spread so far this year. So wow. something's got to give is what I'm trying to say. Unless it's a push. This is true. This is a very pushable number. Does that count we'll keep... as a loss? Uh, no, that to the, to the no, spread. They, have, they have a column for that. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. gotcha. Their models are, are prepared. Um, the second installment of ACC Atlantic football action. Top 10 matchup. Wow. This is a top 10 home dinger featuring the NC State <laughs> Wolfpack and the Clemson Tigers. Clemson is favored at home by six and a half. And I think I'm going to take NC State here. Uh, from what I've seen, the advanced stats previews like NC State, SP Plus likes NC State. Uh, I, I was pleased for DJU that he seemed to really play comfortable football last week. I don't think... Wake Forest on their defense presents the same kind of challenge that NC State will. Um, and I think Devin Leary, like, there's experience there uh, to get get something going at some point. Um, so I'll take NC State to lose by, like, four. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That is the exact number that uh, I don't know if you follow uh, Parker at Stats of War on. Yeah, Twitter, he's my advanced stats guy. Gotcha. He's got he's got a uh, Clemson favored by like exactly four um, in this one. But that said, uh, I kind of I kind of been coming around on Clemson, and I have not been impressed with NC State this year. Devin Leary does have the experience. I wanted him to be better. Maybe they're doing some sort of weird not do anything cool until the Clemson game uh, to really let him shine. But, uh, you know, NC State has not been overall that impressive. Their defense is good. Uh, again, I think Clemson's defense um, should be overwhelmingly better than NC State's offensive, like from, from a line front seven standpoint. A trenches um, standpoint. Maybe, yeah, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the, the back half of the defense is uh, a little banged up still. But, uh, yeah, just don't really get – the feeling that NC State is that dynamic. Uh, DJU seems to maybe have figured some things out, or at least Clemson seems to have maybe figured some things out from a play point to put him in positions um, to have uh, better quality chances down the field. They hit on some big plays last week and seemed to maybe have a uh, uh, ID'd a couple good, like a good receiver. They seem to be getting the running back to ball well. So, uh, yeah, all in all, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Clemson here um, and – uh, I think they should win this one. They should a little pull away a little bit on this one. Night game two, gonna be a, probably a raucous atmosphere. It may be raining. TBD on that. Yeah, I hope Dabo doesn't slip down the hill. Oh, He's God. been known to to approach it with some speed. He does. He does get after it. Get some chopping. Yeah. Uh I have no idea how to pick it. I think I'm gonna take Clemson. Uh, I like them. Love at it. home, night game. Um, NC State hasn't been on the road since week one, um, where they 
beat ECU by one point because I think ECU missed an extra point or no a field goal late or something like that. Both twice, yeah, two two yeah, yeah. field goals late, right. an overtime Both one teams. and and a regulation That's right. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't love them going on the road <laughs> into, into Death Valley. Um, I'm glad it's six and a half and not seven. So I am gonna I'm gonna take Clemson with that hook. All right, that concludes our picks. Congrats Excellent. to everyone for doing well and all of your successes. Right, absolutely. Um, well, cool. We want to uh, maybe bounce around the, uh, the the coaching carousel. You guys have you guys had any epiphanies on coaching carousel thoughts? I mean, Jeff Collins is officially out as of I think we maybe prematurely uh, announced it as an, being official. I don't think it was official to like Monday afternoon, which yeah, is okay. dumb. Well, but so uh, we I broke mean, the news. We, yeah, we, 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 we broke the news for journalistic sure. outlet. The right. We were the, the final nail in his on coffin. behalf of the AJC. Um, I think the only like really topic I've seen that we didn't really touch on is the Deion Sanders to Georgia Tech push that is coming from who knows where. Um, I saw Felder kind of shot that down pretty, pretty yeah. succinctly as like it goes against everything he said he is trying to do at Jackson State. So I, I don't foresee that happening. Um, but I do think it's interesting that that was like a thing all of a sudden. Dion was not mentioned yeah. for any other jobs. And then once one opens in Atlanta, oh, it's Dion. So Dion himself has said that he had an agreement in place with Arkansas prior to them hiring Sam Pittman. And that was like gonna happen, and then it did not happen for whatever reason. Assistant coaches, I don't know. I mean, like, so that's taking Dion's word for it, I suppose. I find that interesting. That's, a, in my opinion, a, a pretty high um, visibility job and a tough job um, if you want to be coach on the rise guy. If you really like coaching, um, I think people are just making it kind of lazy. Uh, oh, he was primetime Atlanta guy uh, back in the day, so he would be a right. good fit there. And he's you know up and coming, and um, he can recruit. And Georgia Tech needs yeah, and he's popular. Recruit, he's so. po yeah, he's popular in Atlanta. But like I, I I think that undersells some of the institutional barriers that Georgia Tech has to mm -hmm. probably really capitalizing on that. We've said all of this before on the podcast, and I don't want to like make it seem like Georgia Tech is. Stanford or, or Northwestern or, or even probably UVA in some situations, but I think they have, they, they all share some traits there as far as um, not only getting kids into school, but keeping them eligible. So um, that's just a fact of a fact of life at some of these schools from a, uh, um, from a football town standpoint, I think there's plenty of talent to go around in the Southeast. Uh, you know, you can recruit, if you can recruit kids to Northwestern or to Stanford or anything, you can recruit kids to, uh, Georgia Tech, so that shouldn't be an issue. But yeah. yeah, I don't. To me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if if Dion is actually serious about being CEO, football coach, you know, guy. I to me, this doesn't seem like the correct, like upward mobility job. In my opinion, like yeah. I think you you would maybe. I mean, he's at HBCU now, like. I could see him doing really well at a Sunbelt school and then kind of proving his medal to a, a to maybe get another chance at an SEC job, or if he really wants to wait for Florida State to come open or something like that. I just, uh, to me, it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, it, it feels like it would be a risky career move. Like, mm -hmm. you could get it right, and that could vault you into be awesome. whatever yeah. job you want. But there's also a very good chance that you don't get it right, and it's not even your fault. It's institutional barriers that are in place, systemic barriers that are in place at, J at Georgia Tech. And yeah. so then your, your kind of trajectory gets unfairly blunted. Um, so yeah, I, I, mean, I still uh, yeah. like the Jamie Chadwell idea and I've seen that tossed about by, by some folks. So good to have mm -hmm. my, my kind of uh, rumblings indicate, uh, vindicated a little bit, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. He seems to me, he makes sense from like a, he's a scheme guy and probably has been doing it with some, some using the portal and maybe doing some strategic recruiting and things like that. I, I mean, I, I know for a fact, it's not very hard to get into coastal Carolina. Uh, and well, it, and I that's think, a, yeah. <laughs> portal is another thing, especially for these like very academically stringent schools. Like it's hard Difficult. to transfer into yeah. UVA and have that go smoothly. And so if you're not doing the grad transfer thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so in an era where the transfer portal is much more important than it was even two years ago, like right. you you have to get that right so much more often because you're not be able to bring in, okay, let's bring in 15 transfers and if half of them pan out, great. You gotta like right. your your batting average there has to be stellar. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I liked where their head was at with the Collins, like, hire and stuff, too. He seemed like the right kind of excitable guy. It just, I think, uh, the substance wasn't there once you kind of chipped away at some of the shtick a little bit and, you know, you lose some games. But some of these things, I mean, it's weird. They beat Miami. Remember that? Like, that happened randomly. They beat Florida State, I think, in his second year there but i think they only won 10 total games his entire time there and they got run by like some mac teams and and things like that that's probably shouldn't be happening if you want to actually be showing some some markers for success so um we also had some i guess rumblings uh i guess aj mccarron was on a podcast today talking about how he knew that brian harson had been notified by auburn that he will not be retained as the head coach um next year of course auburn has refuted this i don't I, I mean, I don't, that to me isn't news that Brian Harson is not going to be Auburn's coach next year, but I think it's sort of an official um, matter of time until they gack one up. Uh, I don't know who they play this week, but Coach B, maybe, may maybe the end of the line for, for Coach BH there. So. Someone well, did uh, respond that uh, it might have been Stuart Mandel said, I'm not sure somebody who went two and two against Auburn should be commenting on how they're all the way down there. No. Oh, that is an interesting point. I like that. I like I like a little bit of zest out of Stuart Mandel. Seems seems a little aggro, but you know, maybe misdirected. But do your things too. I know <laughs> some of these uh, journalist types don't like it when people are starting to horn in on their news breaking. So the new like, media. You know, <laughs> the new that's, media. That's a big bro. thing in the NBA as well. Oh people, yeah. The writers hate Draymond Green's podcast. Right. For a lot. Of and reasons. and everybody hates Woj. So you know. Yeah, I think Woj hates Woj to to a degree. There's he's, probably some self-loathing there. He's, he's done crying this to, as he's dropping these bombs. Why? He's done, he's done this to himself. Um, 
Cool. All right. And then, I mean, we threw a couple extra names on here. I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but Carl Durrell, Colorado, things are, things are decidedly not great at Colorado right now. Um, Colorado state as well, but they, they're in year zero year one of a new coach. So they have some time. Um, and then Seth Luttrell in North Texas seems to maybe be trending towards Fiersville. I don't know that that is really on our radar. I don't consume a ton of North Texas, but I feel like Seth Luttrell was kind of, uh, Oh, he's an air raid guy and he could be the next, like, you know, I don't know, Billy Napier type that would take like a Sunbelt job and like be in line for an SEC job, you know, and that just really seems to have um, passed him by, fizzled a bit there in in Northern Texas. Anyhow, Uh, excellent. All right, boys. So, going to be a rainy weekend. Do we have any other plans otherwise? Teen it up. Well, I've I've secured the eight eighteen tea time Saturday morning at Heritage, just as like a placeholder. If Love the that. forecast looks good, we can get after it. If not, I'm not going to feel bad canceling. So, excellent. Jason, are you are you in on that or? Uh, I'm, I am not, as I will, okay. not, Sorry. I would Sorry not be able to, Sorry to make it awkward. <laughs> Thanks. I would not be able to wrap that up before needing to be uh, at Bridgeforth stadium. He was uh, invited. Yeah. I wasn't. He knows about this. I, I may be teeing it up Friday afternoon before things get washed out. We will see. Wow. When the humidity starts rolling in, start scoring conditions come up. That's what I'm saying. Get that golden hour, a little shag on the greens. You can really be aggressive with the putts. Yep. Love it. Um, I, uh, I think. I'm supposed to be playing Sunday morning. It's the rescheduled uh, nice golf from a few weeks ago. So we'll see. Yeah. I will report back on Jack Nicholas's masterpiece, according to the website. This is his masterpiece, the the uh, something course at Ibis uh, <laughs> down in down in Palm Beach Gardens. So we'll check it out. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, you know getting just stupid shallow and hitting straight drives all over the place. Yeah. TBD, TBD on that, but we will be thinking nothing but positive thoughts on at least on the way there. Yeah, right there with you, brother. Uh, I think Storm's supposed to be out of the way for the most part to uh, by hopefully tomorrow afternoon. Move, slow moving storm though, which is kind of scary. A lot of rain, a lot of flooding. Um, yeah, tough, tough scene. So, like I said, T's and P's to the uh, to the west coast of Florida and. Um, you know, you don't want anybody to obviously get run over. It looks like Cape Coral caught it pretty good, but I don't think the city of Tampa was very prepared for a direct kind of shot like this, and they avoided it, which was is probably uh, probably a good thing from just a, a sheer saving, you know, ca- mass casualty avoidance and, and things yeah. of that nature. Um, just, just not a lot of place for water to go over there. So, um, cool. All right, guys. Well. Uh, that's it. It's the Wheel Rob podcast. Oh, you know, real quick, I did want to plug. Um, I mentioned this at the beginning. The DMs are open uh, at, you know, uh, on, on the Instagram. So is the email address. We would like to, you know, get a little bit more involved with, uh, with Wheel Route Nation. Hashtag uh, involved. Hashtag, hashtag involved with hashtag Wheel Route Nation. Um, so if you guys got questions or topics or anything that you'd like us to cover, um, you know, ideally moving forward, these midweek shows, we'll, we'll set aside a little time to answer some questions. Um, if you guys want to hear us talk about something in particular, it doesn't have to be college football related either. You know, you, you yeah, know, that we're down Paradise to talk about other started things. up. We can talk about that too. Jordan's frothing to talk about BIP. So got lots uh, of thoughts. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I might have to cruise in and check it out. Uh, we, we were, 
we were tracking tornadoes last night on on ABC around here. So, yeah, totally understandable. Got it. You know, I, I will say though, got a little bit of a bone to pick with the weather group around here. Um, this happened during Irma too, which I believe like happened on an NFL Sunday, and it was every single channel. And granted, the hurricane was literally going like kind of right over us. So I mean, it was. I, I get it. Like you know, it's kind of worse. But like we can't split screen this, you know. At least show the game like picture in picture, so picture like, we in can picture do something was else. Like space age development when we were in middle school and high school, and it has totally disappeared from. Yeah. Our it, also, YouTube TV allegedly was supposed to be debuting some sort of split screen thing. I don't know. It doesn't appear to be well uh, available to me yet. Um, <laughs> anyhow, just 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 getting these takes off, right? I'll revisit yep. these takes next week. You'll have a chance to week. walk them back next week. <laughs> On, on Sunday, if, if you so How desire. I feel about potentially life-saving information being dispersed on, on network TV. Uh, <coughs> we'll see. Anyhow, thank you guys for joining us. It's the Wheel Route. We're on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. The Wheel Route.com is the website. You can uh, listen to the show there. You can see the pics officially there. Um, and uh, until we meet again, love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes.